0: And when the coach decided uh, to who you know, would make the team, he called out Tubby Johnston will play first base. And I was absolutely <laughs> ecstatic. I almost started screaming, but yes. I didn't want to <laughs> let anyone know who I was. Yes. You know,
1: that I was a girl. This is the Grand Project. My name is Kitty Janvrin, and I am so excited to bring a very special crossover episode of The Grand Project to you today. My friend and colleague, Joe Hunsaker, has a podcast of his own called American Timelines that he does with his wife. It is hilarious, it is informative, and if you like comedy and or history, it is a great listen for you. Joe has been gracious enough to include the Grand Project in an interview he just did with Little League's first ever female player, Tubby Johnston. Uh, her name isn't actually Tubby, as you'll come to find out, it's Catherine. And Catherine and her husband, Cy, talked with Joe to tell her story, and it is an incredible one. I am so very thankful to Joe and american timelines for sharing this with us here today and i think you're going to really really enjoy katherine's story without further ado i'll hand it over to joe
2: hi this is joe from american timelines i had reached out to tubby johnston the first girl to play little league baseball in 1950. she's 84 years young living near sacramento california and she agreed to do an interview with us. And so I decided this would be a great time to cross over with Kitty's podcast. Kay Tubby Johnston, who was the first girl to ever play Little League Baseball.
0: Joe, this is my husband, Cy. Hi, Cy. Hello, Joe.
2: Great to see you and meet you. I feel like I already know you from watching the, uh, uh, the uh, audio uh, story lab. Uh, oh, yeah. So I already feel like I know you guys. But uh, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. You'll be my person of the year for
0: 1950. Kay and I are not grandparents, unfortunately. <laughs> oh,
2: you're, you're... Uh, We have
0: three grown children, okay. never married, no kids, so uh, okay. we no... have that. Drive. Okay, That's
2: okay. We That's... have the problem of having no kids. So on the Zoom call, Kay and Sai's daughter, Kathy, decided to hold her small dog up to the camera to prove that they are Grandparents, show me,
0: show me. there's the grandkid
2: right there. That's a grandbaby, <laughs> that's a beautiful grandparent. That's the best kind to have. Uh, well, well, then you, then we can be, if you're okay with that, we'll be your grandchildren for this purpose. Um, and that's that, good, it's the best way to get your story out there. Then, so anyway, thank you so much for I can't believe you got back to me and you're so gracious with your time. I'm really appreciative. In 1950, Katherine Johnston wanted to play little league, but an unwritten rule kept girls from trying out. So she cut off her hair and tried out as a boy under the nickname Tubby, and she made the team and changed little league baseball forever. You can hear this about this story in anybody's game. Katherine Johnston, the first girl to play little league, a picture book that was published on March first, 2018, and is available on Amazon by Heather Lang, uh, with pictures by Cecilia Pulessi. Hopefully that's how I say it. And today we have Miss Catherine Johnston here with us. Catherine, thank you so much for being here uh, and spending some time with uh, listeners of independent podcasts like American Timelines and The Grand Project. Um, I really appreciate your time. So let's go ahead and start with the story. It was 1950 and girls weren't allowed to play baseball, right?
0: Well, that's right. It was an unwritten rule that girls would not play Little League baseball. Rules were set up for boys and boys only. So, uh, uh, Ashley, I didn't cut my hair. My mother did. I was uh, sitting in the kitchen crying because my brother had gone off to Little League practice for the kid. uh, And I wanted to go. And he said, You can't, you're a girl. So I, you know, I for months I'd ask my father why wasn't I born a boy? Although you know, boys can do everything and girls can't. And then there should be no reason why why a girl with athletic ability just as good as boys, if not better, (laughs) could not play little league baseball. So, uh, when about two weeks later, but. Corning, New York, had extended the um, uh, Little League Baseball Conference to include two more teams, and I saw this as my opportunity to sort of bully my way into the uh, Little League uh, Baseball club, uh, thing. So. And my mother, I, my mother said, oh, "Why don't you just go try out?" I said, "How can I try out with these long braids?" So she cut off the braids, and mm-hmm. um, then I tucked the rest of my hair under my brother's cap and put on some of his clothes. And I took my bicycle and rode. Now this was uh, in a different area of Corning, It's called Riverstein, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, nobody knew who I was. Plus, we had been in Bradford, Pennsylvania for three years before we went to Corny. Oh, okay. And so, I they didn't require birth certificates, their names. So, I st- I asked my mother, I don't know what to call myself. And she said, well, you're always reading little loons other comic books. Like this. <laughs> yeah, that's a, so that's so, a picture of Tubby. And like this.
2: The character from yeah. Little Lulu, yeah. So that's where I got the name Tubby,
0: and I like,
2: <laughs> I No, know. keep going. You're good. You're good. I'm just adding a little bit in. Yeah, I, I was just uh, narrating for uh, podcast listeners what you were holding up, and that you actually held up a Little Lulu comic with Tubby on there, the character that you named yourself after. Do you
0: want me to show No, that's okay. 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 Yeah, go go ahead. ahead.
2: Continue, please. That's great.
0: Good. Continue. Oh, okay. Well, so I signed up as, a, as you know, Tubby Johnston. Now, back then, not everyone made a little league team, as today's philosophy has no no player left behind. Right. But then, you know, we I had about three or four practices, and when the coach decided uh, who you know, would make the team, he called out Tubby Johnston would play first base, and I was absolutely <laughs> ecstatic. I almost started screaming, but yes. I didn't want to <laughs> let anyone know who I was, yes. you know, that I was a girl.
2: That's so funny.
0: So anyway, um, it it was absolutely phenomenal that I, I made the team. I was a good player, and I was, um, you know, sort of undercover for a while until I was so an easy playing, make them believe I was a boy that I finally had to talk to my coach.
2: So that's so that's one thing that, uh, so, yeah, thank you. Uh, that's great so far. I have a couple more questions. So one I wanted to ask you about the name Tubby, uh, and you answered most of my questions. So your mom suggested that you're reading all those cartoons, so you picked Tubby. So Tubby wasn't necessarily your favorite <laughs> character. Tubby wasn't was was Tubby your favorite character?
0: It was in the Little Lulu and Tubby series. Yeah. So So, I uh
2: So did you you thought Tubby was that name? You thought Tubby was sounded
0: like a boy, so and I was tiny. I was just a little tiny thing. So it didn't make any difference if I called myself Tubby or I wasn't a Tubby. You weren't
2: Tubby. That's funny. So that's what I kinda wanted a clarification on was... So you're, it wasn't your mom trying to suggest that you were Tubby or anything like that. Um, oh, no. But you were a no. little girl, small kid. So even funnier that your name was he Tubby. You were a
1: little girl, you Oh, no. I was, I was tiny. I was a little, <laughs>
0: you know, I think I was about 4'10", and then about 75 or 80 pounds.
2: Okay. So I did a little reading on Tubby, and I saw that Tubby a lot of times was... He sort of headed up the "No Girls Allowed" club in those comic books, so I think it's funny and ironic yeah, no. that he wanted no yeah, girls what, allowed, and you were the first girl to play baseball using his name.
0: Yeah, what what happened? Even though my going out there on the field and playing, you know, uh, really changed the history for Little League. Um, the uh it was also and it opened, you know, it gave a a voice for all little girls there for little league, but it also was a catalyst for what they call the tabby rule. And the tabby rule came out in nineteen fifty-one saying, no girls under any circumstances will play little league baseball. And it wasn't until I think it was nineteen seventy-four when the now organization jumped in with Maria Pepe and changed the you know, so that girls could play baseball, but actually, what Lance Van who who is the vice president of Little League, told me that it inspired people just to you know, Little League to start softball, and that's actually why softball started because then girls could really play. But there were some girls that played Little League baseball too.
2: Yeah, there were. Yeah, thank you for that. That was uh, something I was going to mention, but that that helps that you covered that. That by 1974, uh, they did change the rule and they got rid of the Tubby rule. Uh, so, are you surprised that it took that long, since 1951
0: to 1974? Well, you know, I actually didn't know that there was a rule that girls could not play. Um, and, and, you know, I knew that girls couldn't play, but I didn't know that it was an unwritten rule. And, and so uh, rise that and it took 22 years or whatever to change that rule. But in the meantime, you know, I was going to school, went to college, became a nurse. And so, you know, I was busy myself.
2: Yeah, you were too busy to even consider yourself. Oh And thank you for being a nurse, and thank you for your service. I think the healthcare workers don't get enough credit, so I just want to put that there. Uh, thank you for that. So I also wanted to ask you, so you didn't tell, even after you made the team, a lot of your teammates had no idea you were a girl for some time, and the coach, how many games did you play before they, you told the coach?
0: I played in three games. And then I talked to the coach and I said, I need to tell you something because the kids started saying, is your name really tubby? And people were making fun of me oh. at the games, pushing me down. And, and uh, so that's when I told him, I said, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. And he looked and he sort of smiled and he said, well, we don't have rules for girls and you're such a good player, we'd like to just keep you on the team.
2: Oh, that's that's groundbreaking for a coach in that era, I think, to do that.
0: Oh, exactly.
2: Unbelievable. Yeah. So what a great, like that, I think that coach, what was that coach's name?
0: Uh, coach Dumas.
2: Coach Dumas. Okay. Well, good for Coach Dumas. That's a, that's a very progressive thing to do in 1950. Um, so other kids figured it out before the coach, right? So he probably had no idea you were a girl, but the other kids figured it out? And started bullying you like kids on other teams, right? Did the other kids
0: figure you were a girl? Well, we you told them, the coach. I was only after we told them. No. Oh, okay. my, the, my my team members accepted it and they were very gracious. However, the people on the other teams called me names, they called me an it. And, um, you know, one person. When he was out at first base, because I played first base. When he was out at first base, he pushed me down. And um, I, you know, I didn't get hurt, but I was, you know, mentally upset that, you know, he would go that far. However, uh, the next time he got up to bat, he hit a ball out in center field. And I remember my sportsmanship and so...
1: When he ran around
0: the first base, I tripped him. <laughs> so, which isn't the best thing to do. However, um, I just didn't mean to get even, but I did. Yeah. They gave him second base anyway.
2: <laughs> that's great. That's great. And that's that, you know, give him second base. That's a little bit to give up for, for, to make it, yeah, to feel good a little bit. I think anybody would have done that or more in in your situation. Um, that's, I think that's a great story. Um, I wanted to ask you what else I want to ask. So the kids on your team were very accepting and that's, I love that. That's really neat. Um, but didn't you say, I think you told me that parents like the rest of the year, after you told your coach, he made it clear to everyone. It wasn't a secret anymore that you were a girl. So parents of other team, other team members started booing. Right when they'd announce you, or when you'd start the game?
0: Oh, the other teams did. Yes, in fact, I remember at one. If I can. remember at one game, the uh, uh, coach on another team put this huge person in the pitch, and uh, I don't know if he was older or what, but I don't think he was really a team member. I think they made him one. I don't know for <laughs> sure, but. My dad came running out on the field and took me off. He didn't want me to bat against this pitcher because he was sure the pitcher was going to hit me with a ball. So, But, you know, I was up there with a the bat ready to go. I mean, I've always been a determined person. And like my brother said, you know, that's why dad called you bonehead because you never knew when to stop. <laughs> and, uh, so
2: you <laughs> weren't afraid of these, even though they were doing this, but other teams would get upset because you were so good and better than their boys, sometimes you think? Right. Wow. I was,
0: I thought, at least I thought I was better. And, um, you know, I started batting in seventh position. And after playing for a little while, they moved me up to third position. To oh,
2: my gosh. Third position, that's the powerhouse. <laughs> that's almost yeah. cleanup. That's a great position to be in. So that means you were definitely good if not better than all the most of the other boys uh i love that um and so with your, your i'm trying to understand your dad's situation being a father myself now um trying to imagine what i would if i would be the same or if i would be uh similar to uh your father with my daughter i have no idea but i know if other parents were booing my daughter, I don't know if I'd be able to handle that. So, was your dad or your your parents? Were, did they get into it with other parents? Did they? Were there fights in the stands? Like, was there? Uh, w- was your brother on your team, and was he fighting too? Like, when people would pick on you?
0: My brother was on the uh, Knights of Columbus, and after I made the team called Kings Dairy. Surely after, He transferred over there so that my parents could see us both play at the same time. He was a shortstop. I was first base. Okay. Even though I was little, I could jump up high. And I, I you know, I just <clears throat> did very well. Now, I actually didn't realize that I threw a ball with my left hand. And that's what I did because I'm right-handed with everything else. But I would use my father's mitt, which was for a right-hander, catch the ball, Take the mitt off and throw it with my left arm.
2: Oh my goodness! And
0: so the coach finally—he, he, you know, after all, he gave me a, a glove that is for a left-hander. So,
2: so did your, did uh, your, did your father ever get into it with other parents that were booing? Did he get upset? And was there any conflicts there? Was
1: there any- Probably not like today's parents.
2: No. You
0: know, back in 1950, it was a simpler time. It was only five years after World War II. Mm -hmm. And it was, I don't think anyone would get away with what I got away with now. Back Mm -hmm. then, it was, you know, the people were a little more naive. And um, just weren't ready to sue at a drop
2: of a hat. Right, anything. and parents probably didn't fight like they do today. They probably weren't as involved no. as they are now. They're always yelling. Today's
0: so. parents are more
2: insane. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, that's right, Cy. Si. Today's parents are more insane for sure. Oh, so you were a, You got to throw out some first pitches, right? You threw out you threw out a first pitch at a Yankees game in yeah, 2016. Threw, the
0: first time I threw out, I threw, oh, my God, that, this is sort of fun. Lance Van Oaken, who was the vice president of Little League, called me. This is back in 2001. Mm-hmm. And he said, Would you like to throw a first pitch out for the semifinal game in, in the World Series? For Little, Little League? League. And I said, Yes, but why I'd like to throw it out for the final game? He said, Well, that's reserved for President Bush. I said, Well, just change it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did so they change it? That
0: was the first uh time I threw out a first pitch is for Little League World Series in two thousand and one, mm-hmm. and then in two thousand I think it was seven no two thousand six uh Bank of America set it up so I can throw a first pitch out for the New York Yankees. They flew my husband and I out to New York, Wow, and uh put us up in a beautiful hotel there. We were there for about three days. I do a first pitch out for the Yankees. Unfortunately, it didn't get all the way to the. It was one bounce to the catcher's name was Jorge Posada. Oh yes. And um, yeah, so I, but I got a big hug from him. But I forgot to take the ball. I I got the ball, but I never got it signed.
2: Oh, that's and great! Then, yeah.
0: Uh, after that, I do a first pitch out for the uh, Oakland Athletics. And there's a team in Sacramento called the River Cats. I've thrown a first pitch out a couple of times, and then when Little League had the 75th anniversary, I was I threw a first pitch out then too. So, wow, and that wasn't two, 2017.
2: Wow, and you're so that's not too long ago. So how old were you throwing a pitch out in your in your wow in your 80s throwing a pitch? <laughs>
1: How
0: old was I? Eight, how old really? I you when it threw the pitch in 2017. Well, let me see. I'm 84 now. <laughs> <laughs> old enough not to know better. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even admit how old no. I was except in the book that came out. As you see, I've got it here. Yes. Anybody's Game. The author is from Boston. The illustrator from Argentina. Oh, wow. When she came out, you know, we went to six different schools, the museum and the library. It was an inspirational uh, book. I love talking to both little boys and young girls mm-hmm. uh, like what I did. They loved the book. Mm-hmm. And we thought we would be, you know, I, uh, selling about, she thought she would sell about 50 of them. And so that's what she brought We ended up signing around 600 books. Now I don't get anything for the books. I just get the opportunity to inspire youngsters to dream big and go after that dream, and you know, don't let anything stop them. You know, so
1: anyway, that's so wonderful.
0: it's It's been quite a ride for me.
2: It has, and you look so young. I can't believe it. And I guess it's the pitching or the throwing out the first pitch that's keeping you young, because you look like you could pitch today. At eighty-four, that's unbelievable. Oh,
0: <laughs> you know, I also uh, was asked to give a presentation for the Pony League World Series at the Reagan Museum. That I think that was back in two thousand and ten too. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, as I said, it's been an exciting, extraordinary ride for me. Ever see my twin sister?
2: No. Yes,
0: she's the one that called me, I think it was in 1974, and said, you know, she and her husband are watching TV, and they were giving uh, recognition to the first girl to play Little League, but it wasn't me, Oh, and my. she called me and said, she said, Kay. The, the sports director at this one TV station was giving credit to some other person for being the first girl to play Little League. She said, you played Little League 20 years before she did. I said, you know, Mary, I really don't care. I've got a young family. I'm not going to steal her thunder. Just let, let her enjoy you know the time. Then 25 years later, she they, um, they were having the 25th anniversary of the first girl who played Little League. Now, I thought she would be able to understand. So I called Little League, with the help of my husband, we called Little League Headquarters. And we told them about uh, my being the first girl. And they said, well, what do you want us to do? And I said, just correct your records. And then that's after that, you know, 2001 is when things really started to happen. I even got a call from America's Most Wanted. And I thought, oh my gosh, they found <laughs> out a little late. wanted to do a movie? I also had a contract in 2002 from Disney that wanted to do a movie. It still hasn't been done, but it's going to be done. Yeah, I believe but- it is. They had a change of personnel at uh, Disney. And even though the screenwriter, you know, the screenwriter has done the screen, you know, the writing for me, um, they weren't going to produce the movie uh, because of some misunderstanding between the personnel and whatever. But uh, now the Dick Cook Studios have the screenplay, and I think what they're planning on doing is selling it to next Netflix.
2: Oh, it would be movie. And the name of the
0: movie be called Who's On First.
2: Who's On First because you were the first baseman. That's great. That will be a great movie. It's such an inspiring story. Thank you for taking the time. I'm so excited to meet you and to talk to you. I love if you weren't you, it probably wouldn't have happened and it probably wouldn't have inspired all these little girls. One last thing. I want to uh, talk about the fact that you are in the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, correct?
0: Yes, that was again in two thousand six. You know, um, hmm, I had this is this is the one in New York, but I had something here. There's one of the pictures of me at the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh. Also, they have a plaque with is written about you know twelve year old Tubby Johnston, uh, first go play Little League, and the one I came forward and told them I was actually 13. <laughs> All they did with it was just, they just said, Tubby Johnson and put the age in, but that was okay. They still love the story. They still have it at the hall of fame. One of these days I'd like to get back there. They've invited me a couple of times, but you know, I think I told you that in the last couple of years, I dealt with this sudden loss of hearing And after seeing several different doctors at Stanford and whatever, they said I had the beginning of Parkinson's. I thought, how could somebody as athletic and as feisty as I am get Parkinson's? But I do have Parkinson's and I have the loss of hearing. Now, I have an implant from Stanford, but it doesn't work as well as I'd like it to work. So I'll just keep working on it because I'm determined. (coughs) <coughs> to get my hearing back.
2: Well, if anybody's going to beat Parkinson's, it's going to be you uh, because you are so determined and you have always been determined. Um, thank you for taking the time. I'm so excited. I want to go to the baseball hall of fame now and see your permanent exhibit. It's called diamond dreams. Um, and the, the picture book again is on Amazon and it's called anybody's game. Katherine Johnston, the yeah. first girl to play little league baseball it's a hardcover picture book. Uh it's for kids.
0: Yeah, it's well written and I'll have
2: to show you.
0: The illustrations so, look you.
2: great. Yeah, it looks okay. like a great book and Wait, I wanted to uh, I wanted to thank your daughter Kathy and Cy for helping. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for doing this interview. I really appreciate it. And thank you for inspiring inspiring little girls uh, across the world. Well, thank you for
0: Interviewing me, I love it. I've been interviewed many, many times, but I enjoy. Um, I, that was a lot of fun. Um, anyway, I'm going to tell you That's one great. more quick story. Yes, okay? please do. You don't. You can know, tell. When uh, after Little League baseball, my brother was on a uh, football team. It's just a youth football. Team, which was just sort of tag or touch football. And one day he was sick, so I put on his uniform and his helmet and I ran over to where he played. So I was sitting on the bench and they were playing the football game. And finally the coach came behind me because you have your name on the back here, sure. He said, Okay, Johnston, get in there. So I started running out in the field and the kids said to him, Hey, that's not Tom, that's his sister,
2: Kay. So he came out on the field and dragged me back. (laughs) (laughs) Or I would have been the first one in football, too. Oh, my gosh, you were almost the first football player. That's hilarious. Thank you so much for doing this. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? Any parting words of wisdom?
0: Yeah, And I have to give credit to my daughter. She's very knowledgeable in computers and iPhones and everything to help set this up for us.
2: Yeah, she did a great job, and I thank you guys again so much. This was so neat. Again, the book is Anybody's Game, Katherine Johnston, The First Girl to Play Little League Baseball, picture book from March 9, 2018 by Heather Lang.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Grand Project crossed over with American Timelines. Thanks again to Joe Hunsaker for sharing this audio recording with us today. Go listen to American Timelines. It is a fun, fun podcast listen, and you won't regret it. I also want to personally thank Catherine and Cy for being so wonderful and letting both of us use this audio and share her amazing story. For more about The Grand Project, follow us on Instagram at Pod. And we'll be back with more grand stories.